Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. And oh, how I have missed you. It is so good to be back in the saddle. Today's episode is with the fabulous Caroline Harris. She's a three-star inventor, and we're talking about educating your horses at home. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. Now, for those of you that listen regularly, you'll know that I've been a bit naughty and had a couple of months break. So I am so excited because we're back and we're back with a super guest. Uh, She's a lovely, lovely girl. I met her a couple of years ago at Barbary and she's now an ambassador for Horse Hour, Caroline Harris. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. First episode for a long time. So we are going to put the world to rights in the horse world today (laughs) yeah let's start with sharing um, a little bit about you you're a three-star eventer and when we met was a couple of years ago at Barbary um you was that your how many times have you been to Barbary oh god I've been there like every year for the past probably seven years or something a lot um it's one of my favorite events is it what do you love about it uh, it's just really great for the owners there because um, they can see most of the course and it's just got a lovely fun fun vibe to it. So, That's what yeah. I love about it because you can drink and have a pim, sit rather I should say, sit and have a pim <laughs> um, in the marquee and you get to see the whole course. If You if you can you... see everything, you can from yeah. one spot, you can see the dressage across country, the show jumping, everything. It's brilliant. Now I've really enjoyed watching your journey over the last two years. I mean you were super excited then and I think you did really well that year. It was a beautiful, I mean, I did have my head injury, my concussion. So I don't remember loads of Barbary, but I remember it being really sunny and you were really excited. So what, how did you do that year? Um, I think I had two six-year-olds there in the novice doing uh, one of their first few novices and they both went really well. I think one of them picked up a top 10 and then I had a youngster pace, placed in the Burley Young Event Horse class. So that oh, was nice. Amazing. Yeah. How many horses yeah. do you have? Um, well, at the minute, the numbers seem to be going up. So we've got around <laughs> 15 or 16 for next season. So wow. we're quite busy. Yeah. And you say so, we're quite busy. Who, who's we? Uh, so I've got a brilliant head girl, Georgie Milsom, who's been with me two years. Um, and then we're just looking for a few other members of staff to help us out for next year. Oh, the, if yeah. only I had the time when I was good enough, 
I'll come and muck out for you. I don't mind. That would be brilliant. <laughs> it's just, it, it, I'm just a bit of a geek, Caroline. Like, I really love just being around the horses. I want to learn as much as possible. And I think sometimes we can get isolated in our, in our own little worlds. Um, and we do things with our horses. And it's great to be able to, like, put our heads out, out a little bit and say, right, okay, what else is going on? And what, what can I learn? So yeah. what do the girls learn when they're working with you? Uh, so we really try to have very high standards. So I like my horses turned out as best they can. So Georgie is the master of quarter marks and plaiting. So she's very good at teaching the girls um, how we turn them out, basically, and clipping, everything, really. And then if they ride, I I love helping people. I love helping to te- like teach them and improve their riding skills. So just everything, really. So let's go back to Barbary then. You, I remember yeah. you being by yourself when we met two years ago. You definitely didn't have 15 horses. And I don't think you had a head groom then either. So No, it's all come on quite a lot in the last few years. And I'm really lucky now for next year. I've got the nicest team of horses I've ever had. So it's very exciting. Well, let us know. Who do you have? Who were the ones that we need to look out for? Uh, well, obviously, Billy Bumble, who's my top horse, she's, she picked up a splint this year, so she missed quite a lot of the season, which was mm. a shame. Uh, can um, you explain to us what a splint is? Yeah, so it's just a little bony sort of growth that sometimes comes on their cannon bone, and it can just be very, very painful. Mm. Um, it's absolutely nothing to worry about, but it's just annoying, one of those annoying things. Um, but anyway, she's been given the all clear to start work now. So she'll be aimed at some CCI three stars next year. So that'll be nice. Brilliant. Um, and then I've got an up and coming mare who's called Epica. She had a year out uh, two years ago, but she's been back this season and she stepped up from intermediate, did her first two star at Hartbury where she was double clear. And then she's gone round Blenheim CIC three star and was amazing. But um, so she'll be at three star as well. So that'll be really exciting. Oh, my goodness. So exciting. How did you find Blenheim? I love Blenheim. I've been there twice now and it is honestly one of my favourite events. It literally feels like a mini badminton. So (laughs) it's pretty cool. It's really special to ride around. There's something about the place. There's like this buzz that yeah. you can feel. Uh, wait, wait, did you go this year? Did you go to Blenheim in September? Yes, yeah. So I had um, Epica there and the eight and nine-year-olds. So I was super proud of her. She made a few green mistakes in each phase, but showed like what class she has and she will definitely be one to watch for next year. And wasn't it raining loads this year though? No, no, no. We have really good weather. And then oh. the following week, I went to Ireland for the three-star on Woodland Springtime and we had a hurricane. So it was <gasps> awful. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. The first day we had to abandon, take all the horses out of the stabling because they were worried it was going to blow down. So they had to stand on the lorry for five hours. But actually, like the horses coped really, really well with it. Um, Let's be honest, right? Okay, when there's a little bit of wind, I don't like to ride <laughs> because I always <laughs> might be a bit scared. But a hurricane, I think yeah. I would have them loaded and out of there. I'd be evacuating. <laughs> That's so well, brave trouble- of you. Well, we were stuck in Ireland, so there was no ferries going back that would take horses. So, um, yeah, we kind of had to get on with it, really. So, But luckily, the horses all went very well, and Wattie actually came sixth in the three-star. Um, so that was oh. good. And you rode it, in that? Well, like, it did. It got better. Like, it was just very wet the uh, Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, actually, the weather got a bit better. So, yeah, it was just muddy. 
Okay, so how do I put my brave pants on then? Can you help us, Caroline, please? How can <laughs> we not be so wimpy when it comes to bad weather? Because the slightest bit of weather or cold, we go, oh, no, it's too cold for them, um, or the ground's a little bit too frozen, or, <laughs> oh, they might be spit spooked because, you know, there's a leaf that's blown. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm just a bit stupid. I just make sure I ride mine in all weather. So we don't have... We have a little indoor we can lunge in, but not it's not big enough to ride. So for me, even when on the wet days, I just have to get on with it and they have to get worked. So, um. Well, that's brave. I'm, and I don't think it's stupid. I think the more people <laughs> that I speak to, I find out that's just what you do. You just have to get yeah. on with it. Uh, however, I tried to do that yesterday and it was carnage. Oh, really? So absolute <laughs> carnage. I had three, because of the wind and said spooky ponies... I had three escaped horses that all jumped the fence, all because, I know, all because (laughs) of the wind. And it was like, it wasn't even that bad. So the thought of getting on them, how do you stay so brave? How do you keep your confidence when they're a little bit loopy? I don't know. Obviously, like, if they're absolutely crazy, I do try and give them a lunch before I get on. But um, otherwise... I don't know. I always wear a neck strap so you can have something to hang on to. Even like my top horses, I'll school them in a neck strap. Um, mm. They all go hacking in a neck strap. That For me, that is like my seatbelt. So I like having that on just to make sure. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I like that one. That's why I love the Western yeah. saddles because I think well, you've got something to hang, hang the front. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel my horse is very naked if it doesn't have a neck strap on. So they all go in, all go in one and I make all the girls hack in them as well. It's yeah. just, that's my little rule. So, Are you quite precious with your horses or are you, you know, what does it take for the girls to be allowed to ride them? So I try and do most of the school work. The girls um, do the hacking mainly for me. Obviously, I try and do what I can. Um, I, yes, yeah, so I will do most of the schooling work and the jump work on them. But do you enjoy hacking? I do. I love hacking and I'm actually really enjoying this time of year because I get to actually go out hacking and not be in the school 24-7. So it's quite yeah. nice. Because it must get it's getting mind-numbing for you sometimes. Think, if it's can... not dull. It just gets very intense because every schooling session you're very focused and then by the time you've done like your sixth, seventh, eighth horse, it's quite exhausting really mentally. Yeah, so. and physically yeah <laughs> I had physio the other day do you have a lot of physio what me personally yes yeah um I go to a chiropractor actually um mm. he's helped me a lot recently so yeah what is that because what are, what are you are you having more pressure on your lower back or is it your upper back yeah my neck gets very tight um and it's just keeping me make sure I just stay straight because I think it's quite easy to pick up a little become a little bit crooked or something so I try I found it's really helpful to go to him Mm. well the physio was interesting because it's the first time I've been to one and yeah. he was saying you know different parts you can op- overcompensate like the horses do you know yeah. we have physio for the horses and um and I thought it was a bit of a treat to go to the physio but actually yeah. <laughs> you know it's a necessity I think if we want to yeah. keep our posture yeah. um good news is apparently horse riders are really fit <laughs> if you ride properly um and we have good uh what did he call it he said um, core muscles, generally yeah good core muscles yeah um but also st- the, the strength that you know a lot of strength yeah. um and he said we tend to knock off about 10 years of anyone that doesn't ride because of oh, the brilliant. amount of movement that we're doing so yeah, yeah that's good news <laughs> so you're 18 and i'm 24 i'm happy with I like that. that that sounds really good i'll take that 
<laughs> so uh, what other uh, other techniques do you use like at home to to keep your keep the horse's mind occupied and keep you you know keep you going um I love doing lots of little grid work and pole pole work I do a lot of so I do a lot of raised trot poles and canter poles um because I find this sort of helps them on the flat and with their jump as well and also gives them something a bit more exciting than just being schooled on the flat all the time Mm. um and I also set up a lot of little stimulators sort of cross-country exercises in the arena oh like what, what would you do well, just really simple things. So with your fillers, I'll just have a filler and have two rails on either side. The babies will have them leaning up on the filler. So it just makes it a little skinny for them. And then you just dot them around the arena and just play popping over the skinnies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can build little arrowheads in the arena with a barrel. Um, so practicing them and practicing corners as well. So just lots of little things to keep them occupied. I found it I find it interesting how the horses you're training them okay this is what I heard years ago is that you train them at home so that when you go out to compete it's actually not that different they already yeah. know they've, they've had their education they know what yeah. they're doing is that right yeah exactly so you want to you basically want to be training them a level above what you're competing them so then when they go out they find it all very easy rather than finding it hard so Let's say you have a horse just going out doing B100. You'd like to be doing some sort of novice exercises on the flat and training them over larger fences than B100. So when they go out, it's not difficult for them. Mm. So what made you choose eventing out of all the disciplines? Uh, I was very lucky. We came across a little pony when I was younger, literally just in the Blackmore Vale magazines um, for like, I think under five grand he was really really cheap um and he turned out to be one of the best FEI ponies in the country (laughs) a few years ago so I got him as a four-year-old and then I did a lot of show jumping on him to begin with and then someone said oh you should try doing the FEI pony trials we didn't even know what it was but we were like okay um and so I went out and did them and he got to the all the way to the final but obviously he was only six or seven, so and I had no idea what I was doing. So we were a bit clueless together. But yeah, he got me into it all. So yeah. Aww. And do you still have him now? I don't. So we sold him on to some more pony riders, and I followed his whole career. He's now like twenty, I think. And I know the people that have him now, and he's retired there. He goes out hunting and stuff. Um, but he was mentioned in the Horse and Hound a few years ago for being one of the best FEI ponies in the country. So that was Amazing. nice. Amazing. Yeah. So he's, that. yeah, he's a little legend. He got me into it all. So, yeah. I think we're always grateful to our first horses, aren't we? They're the ones yeah. that kind of suckered us into this world. Oh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think my parents aren't so grateful. I wish, I think yeah. they were hoping it would just die out. But anyway, yeah. So how supportive are your parents? Are they still really involved in your career? They're really, really involved and they've always been so supportive and very good to me. They're not horsey at all, but um, they've tried their best. They've been good to make sure that I earn my own money and I make it my own business. Um, Mm. So they haven't helped me. They've helped me, but not helped me too much. So I've very much had to work work it out myself. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, they're brilliant. My dad owns my top horse, Billy Bumble, and um, 
yeah, obviously she's been brilliant to me. So, so does he act as an owner or does he act as a dad? Like, is he like, come on, no, he's, <laughs> he's really good. He's sort of he's he knows the highs and lows that come with it. I mean, we're super lucky with Bumble because she normally goes out and gets a top ten. So, you can't be you can't be say anything rude about her because she always tries her hardest so yeah <laughs> um I had a little Dartmoor that came to stay you talk about your first pony so for my yeah. stepson I thought we'd have a little Dartmoor pony 11-2 on loan but we've had him two months and I've just worked out he's got stomach ulcers oh no so, I've had a lot of horses with stomach ulcers it's quite a big problem it's so sad isn't it and I think he was abandoned previously oh, and I think he's him. been through a lot of stress and so um he's going off to be treated and he's going to get better which is good but yeah. he needs to be more of a companion horse now a companion pony rather than yeah you know a child's first pony so he's going to have a little bit of a different career but it made me think about I, I I don't know I don't know I don't know if it's just me and I'm unlucky <laughs> but it seems that when I get horses on loan or you know for a period of time I find something wrong with them so I'm fascinated to know out of all the horses that you have do you often get because you're really kind with your horses and really uh, in tune with them do you often get horses and find things that maybe have been missed for a long period of time yeah, I think it's quite easy when you've had a horse for a long time to actually maybe not notice something because it might uh, happen gradually. Um, so then if someone else got on it, they'd be like, oh, I really think of that. But yeah, I think every horse has got something somewhere. None of them are 100% sound and perfect and ulcer free and all of that. So um, it's just trying to work out what is what is the horse struggling with and how you can best help them, I think. It's, I hate the thought of them riding their own pain or, you know, yeah. riding with a problem. Yeah, no, it's so hard. And I mean, every horse we try, so my older horses, they all get uh, checked by the vets in January and then we work out a maintenance plan to best keep them sort of happy, fit and healthy for the whole season because mm. we, we want them feeling the best they can. So with the physios and the vets, we all work together and the farriers to make sure that they're happy and comfortable and can perform at their best. So how do you run this as a business? Because it's expensive, especially, I mean, you chose eventing, uh, at least going to show jumping is I way know. more money in show jumping. <laughs> if you and my daughter were going to Caroline, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not easy at all. But um, I'm very lucky that I've got a massive group of supportive owners and they all love the sport as much as I do and want to follow their dreams in eventing as much as I do. So mm. they're what help keeps my team going. So it's all thanks to them, really. And what do they, do they get a share of the winnings when you win? Or yeah, Because I, so I still can't work out how they make their money. So, I mean, most of them just do it for the love of the sport. Um, obviously, some of my owners, we buy and sell horses on together, which obviously a lot of the time is great, but the odd time it doesn't work out as planned. Um, but most of them, I'd say, we just do it for the love of the sport. Mm. I need a few of them because I've, there's a girl over here that loves the sport that could probably do with about 15 horses. She can't ride, <laughs> but she loves them. 
you look after them. I love them. them. I play with them. Give them yeah. <laughs> what do you do with your horses when they're ready for retirement? Do you sell them on? Like, is retirement? Because I'm learning now that retirement doesn't necessarily mean they're retired. Like I would retire yeah. them. You know, they they go out to pasture and they go and play and be horses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what your retirement is it just retired from competing do they then go on to be happy hackers um uh, what or do you keep them uh so i haven't had actually many that have i've had to retire myself um having seen horses i know a lot of horses having been like fit competition horses they do struggle with the concept of just putting them out in the field and letting them just do nothing i think they've been fit and active their entire lives that actually a lot of horses just can't cope with that so giving them a nice life just go off hacking or go hunting or something is normally a better option um but yeah no i i haven't really retired any myself Mm. so yeah ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, it's like us, isn't it, really? I guess when we give up, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I think each horse is different. And I think it's just working out what would best suit Mm. each horse because they're also individual like us. So what what would make them happy when they're not doing their job? Because obviously they love eventing, otherwise they wouldn't do it. So what the horses wouldn't do it. Yeah, so they must, they absolutely love their job. Otherwise they, they just wouldn't go cross country, would they? So... Um, they've got to love it. <laughs> so, do you have, um, in terms of the horses that you have, are they are they mainly thoroughbreds? Is there a particular breed that you've you've fallen in love with? Uh, so, I I love the mixture of a thoroughbred cross warm blood because then you get a bit. You get obviously the thoroughbred blood, and then you also get the movement and the jump from the warm blood side. So I kind of try and go down that sort of line, really. Their movements are so big, though, aren't they? I don't know how you sit to them. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Some some obviously move more than others, but um, yeah, I enjoy a big flashy trot. It's quite fun. <laughs> but how do you sit? Like literally, the bounce is insane. So you have to do a sitting trot dressage. That you well, most of dressage actually is canter, isn't it? 
for for your level. Um, yeah, you do a bit of sitting trot, don't you? When you first yeah, you do quite you do quite a lot of sitting trot. Yeah, um, it's all about all about the core muscles. You've got to keep practicing. <laughs> Tell me how. I'm tempted to put like a seatbelt around me just to stay in because I really I do quite. Try. I used to do quite a lot with no stirrups and stuff, so I think that probably helped. Um, but now I just I I love sitting trot, so I ride quite a lot of mine in sitting trot anyway, even from a young age. Really? Yeah, yeah. So that's. I don't know. I just quite enjoy doing it. Is that is that because I I do have to say when I lengthen my stirrups and I'm like right okay let's just go really long. Yeah. Um, I do feel like I'm riding better. I'm riding pro- yeah. like proper proper riding as they call it. Um, <laughs> but you know the whole losing the stirrups thing. It's got to be a sunny day, no wind, yeah. no rain. You know. No yeah. No, you don't you don't want to do it on a day when they're spooky because then you might fall off. And mm-hmm. That's not okay. That's the strap. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's when you need it <laughs> um so can you give me some technique like I've got a very very bouncy Frisian for example yeah. um I'd love to ask for some techniques to jump however we yeah. can't even get over a pole but I will ask you that in a moment um okay but you know basic because I think a lot of the a lot of the, the riding you know at the higher levels is learning from the real basics to start with get the basics right and then it's just adding on and improving is that correct yeah so I love having my horses from like three and four year olds because then I know that I'm putting the basics in how I how I ride and how I want them put in um so for me like teaching youngster the first thing you teach them is to go forward and straight and then you start adding in everything slowly from there yeah but you make Um, that sound so easy going forward (laughs) we can do but forward and straight is like impossible (laughs) yeah no well obviously I've done I've worked with youngsters for a long long time so you sort of pick up little techniques as you go and some sometimes you don't even realize what you're doing but they seem to get it so so, um, so, so tell me, how do we keep a how do we keep a horse straight? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. You just keep your leg on them. Keep uh, depends what level they're at, really. I got little exercises when they're older. Um, a good exercise I find older horses that fall in round the corners. I like when you're doing a dressage test. I will trot towards the corner. And then walk and make sure they walk a really square corner so they don't lean in or cut the corner. And then you trot the short short side and then you'll walk again in the next corner and make them walk right deep into the corner Mm. and then trot again. So that's a really good exercise for horses that fall in around the corners because otherwise um, that's just a nightmare and a test of their falling in. So, yeah. I really like that idea. I think that sounds brilliant. I'm going to go and try that one later. Because we it does fall re- in all over the place. Yeah, no, so it does really work. So you trot right deep into the corner and then walk. You walk straight and then make a really nice corner, walk it, and then you trot the short side and then repeat it in just every corner. And eventually they really start to get it and they won't fall in or out. And then they start waiting for you on the turn because they're not just like whizzing around like a motorbike. Mm. Good. Well, we need yeah. mine to whiz round a little bit further, I think. Oh, really? If we had a little bit of whiz, we might actually get somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> but falling in is a big problem. Yeah, I've really enjoyed um, part of hacking because we haven't got a school at the moment. Yeah. So it's schooling out on a hack. Yeah. And um, thoroughly enjoyed. The other day we managed to get, uh, now that was, what's it called? It's got a posh word like Traver or something fancy. But, <laughs> 
really it's just trotting sideways with a bit of a head bend that's my (laughs) normal explanation so you know when so so, say trotting left um head is bending right okay and legs are crossing over left crossing over left what's that called so your head is bent to the right half pass half pass is that a half pass Uh, I can't, I can't really visualise it. It's either... So trotting left. So you're going trotting Sorry, on left, the left right. in, a, di- in yeah. a diagonal. So you're yeah. trotting left. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about half pass. Yeah, yeah is that half pass? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we're not That's good right. enough to do half passes. So what's the level below a half pass? You can do a leg yield. Oh, yeah, it's is... probably a leg yield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, are leg yields, are their heads supposed to be straight with a leg yield? No, so for a leg yield, their head will bend away from the direction you're crossing. So if I was leg yielding left, so getting their legs to cross over, mm-hmm. so pushing them left, mm-hmm. their head will be bent to the right. So you're pushing them away from your yes. from the bend. Yeah. So interestingly, it, that's really helped me with um, moving my horse forward more. So rather than being, yeah. we really struggle in a school. Um, yeah. Because he's so big, that and he's yeah. got such big movements that the school isn't big enough. So by the time we get down the long side, it's like, oh no, I've got to bring him back. Yeah. So I tried doing it in some small little country lanes, and yeah. we'd leg yield left and leg yield right and leg yield left and leg yield right, and the whole time I can push him forward because the road's so long, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, and no leg. I find leg yielding out hacking is perfect. It's such a good good time to teach them and it gets them sort of moving off your leg aids um without them sort of getting bored and thinking that they are schooling you're sort of training them without them realizing yeah and it means that I'm not panicking about oh no brick building let's keep going oh no big gate let's keep you know my head's occupied at the same time and he went into contact beautifully yeah 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 yeah. no it's a very good way of doing it it's out hacking oh what other tips have you got oh god I'm Um, sure there's loads (laughs) um i don't know you have to fire a question at me okay okay so here's a scenario yeah um you have a huge competition coming up um let's say it's two star because three star would be all preparation for that so let's say it's a two star competition with a nine-year-old horse yeah who is um relatively chestnut thoroughbred like a bit okay. flappy and excitable at times. Yeah. And you want to get him ready for the two-star competition. Um, you've got two weeks. What would yeah. your two-week strategy be? So, obviously, before a two-star, they'd be galloping. So, mine would gallop every fourth day. So, that's one of the days of the week taken up um, doing that. Um, I would be doing quite a lot of hill work out hacking. So, i trot them up a lot of hills on the roads Um again, for fitness and to harden up their legs. And then in the school, I'd be working on at two-star, you have a lot of half-pass movements. So I would be working a lot on traverse and leg yielding away from my, away from the wall. And then um, really working on the independent neck bends so that when I then ask for half-pass, the neck is independent and you can ask for a bigger, um, bigger angle in the half-pass. Um, and quite a bit of counter canter because uh, that you haven't got changes at two star, but you do have quite a lot of counter canter. So that's a lot just for in in two weeks lead up to it, isn't it? Um, well, they sh- they'll be fit enough by then, so mm. no, it, they cope with it. 
it's not that much really so and then I'd normally after the two star they'd have a bit of quiet downtime um I like to give mine after a three day um they have a week off um to recover from it or if it's been a big three day like a three star they might get a couple of weeks off to recover so thoroughly yeah. spoiled they are yours are Caroline Wonderful. yeah I'd like to keep them well treated <laughs> lovely are they gonna have time off over Christmas uh, so a lot of mine are out on their holidays now. Um, all the ones that have been competing all year, they uh, I give them about eight to ten weeks off. So I literally just track them out in the field with a rug on, uh, all shoes off, and they'll go out with two or three other horses and just be a horse for a couple of months and let mm-hmm. them chill out. And I go and feed them once a day and check them over. But other than that, they just get to be a bit wild like normal. Mm. Um, and then they'll start coming back in probably end of November, December and start getting fit for the next season. Sorry, excuse my dog. (laughs) It's dinner time. And and since the clocks have gone back, I'm now technically half an hour late for his dinner. (laughs) And so he lets me know about it. He'll stop. Okay, I know you've probably got to go and do the horses soon because it's getting dark, isn't it? So um, I won't be much longer. There's so many questions that I could ask you. I think I need to speak to you like every day, but I know that you (laughs) don't have time for that. Um, So uh, how much of your, when you're doing lunging and and, and groundwork, how much of that is part of your education or how much of that is just to calm the horses down before you get on them? (laughs) Uh, so it depends with the young horses I do a lot on the ground so I before I even think of lying over them or getting on them um, I will make sure that they're lunging well with the saddle on that they will lunge with some side reins on to help teach them about having a bit of rein contact um, I will lunge them over poles on the floor I will also like loose jump them over fences just anything to get them a bit braver and thinking for themselves and then forward and in front of you and like long reining around the yard and stuff. So they're really like, they're positive and going going first. Um, so I'd say a lot of the groundwork on the youngsters is purely just to t- train them so mm. that when I go to get on that they know, they understand the voice aids and everything. So if I say trot when I'm on them, they trot. And if I say wool, they know to come back. So yeah, it's quite important oh well that's good then because some people use voices and some people don't but um mm. I love the fact that mine all listen to my voice like even yeah. if I go no stop chewing that they get it they understand <laughs> they understand and yeah. it's quite it's quite interesting how quickly yeah. even new horses can learn with the lunging I think and the groundwork and even even lunging without a, a lunge line yeah um, they pick up your body language and, and what you want and you build that relationship with them um yeah so uh, you're you're based in Gillingham, aren't you? Are you still based? Yeah. yeah. Where, where? Who? Whose yard are you based? I've at? been based with Sam Griffiths for about six years now, so I'm still there. <laughs> Fabulous! Oh no, but he's so lovely. It's he's so nice good. Yard. He's been brilliant to me. So yeah, no, it's, I'm very lucky to be there. So do you guys do clinics, or do you teach? Do you are you an instructor as um, well, or do you just focus on your competing? I mainly I struggle to fit in the time to teach that much I probably have about three or four clients that I teach um but other than that I mainly just ride because um I just I haven't got enough hours in the day to do Mm. it all 
Yeah. Well, that's a shame because I was going to get you over to mine. I've got a little cult <laughs> arriving tomorrow, oh, which I'm God. very excited about. Um, probably shouldn't have taken on a cult, seeing as we all know I don't know what I'm doing. But I thought, well, you know, if I surround myself with experts, he might be okay. <laughs> so I was wondering if sometime you could pop over and we could play with the oh, cult. We could definitely play with the cult. <laughs> because you like you imagine like a little, you know, a little thirteen hand baby. Um yeah. but he's not. He's he's in five foot rugs already. He's about fourteen oh, wow. too. He's gonna be a big boy. Yeah. I think he's gonna be about yeah. seventeen hands. Um so yeah, I thought maybe we could have some cult playtime. That sounds good. I'll come and do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fab. Well, um, I would thank you very, very much for joining us. Who we've got to say thanks to your sponsors because they've they've really supported you for a long time. So, who do who would you like to say thank you to? Um, Definitely, I want to say a massive thank you to Falcon Equine Feeds. They've helped me for a good few years now. Um, Also, Devaku, who um, supply me with some beautiful saddles and gatehouse hats um we've also just gone on with just equine who um kissed us out in kentucky horsewear which i absolutely love wow nice good choice i love kentucky horsewear i'm obsessed (laughs) with it (laughs) um but all their range actually at just equine are lovely i've got a beautiful navy show jacket that's actually waterproof this year so that's um Mm. made me very happy well that's a bonus Um, considering it rains a lot in england exactly so it's very (laughs) helpful um and yeah, I think that's everyone. So, no, big thank you. Oh, it's nice because I think, you know, the industry's tough. It's tough anyway, whether whatever discipline you're in. Um, and, you know, it's good for it's good for the business. It's lovely of the businesses to actually support riders. Yeah. Um, and vice versa as well. So we are really grateful to, to, you know, anybody that supports. And thank you, Caroline, because you are our, um, you are an ambassador of Horse Hour, which um, I'm just thrilled, literally thrilled about. Because when we started the <laughs> podcast a few years ago, it was all because I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I bought a horse (laughs) and over the years it's been really lovely to meet you know amazing riders and horse women and horsemen like yourself and to be able to learn from them and and now to be in a position where you know people that I've looked up to for so long are now talking about horse hour um, (laughs) and sharing even more stories of behind the scenes and stuff I'm just really grateful so I'm um, I've enjoyed following you for the last two years and now all our horse hour listeners can see behind the scenes what you do what your team does um, day-to-day staff day-to-day life you know and, and we can just share the knowledge and share the love Definitely. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, have a great evening. And, All right. Thank um, you. And, and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can stay in touch just by using at Horse Hour on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And don't forget hashtag Horse Hour on all your posts so that we can see what everyone's up to. I love seeing your videos, your videos, your pictures. Show me your ponies because they're so gorgeous. And how are you getting ready for winter? I think it's a big thing right now. We're already panicking about grass and mud fever and laminitis and oh my goodness atypical myopathy and the sycamore seeds I have been freaking out about that all October because I found a couple of sycamore trees in the field and nearly had a meltdown 
So I've cordoned it off. I have moved the horses out of that field into another field. And um, and I'm completely panicking every day. But the problem is, if you don't know about sycamore seeds and atypical myopathy, then um, have a scroll through the podcast episodes because I did do a podcast episode on this exact disease and um and what it is it was with uh, i think it was with one of the guys at um, the barn equine surgery but definitely a disease we need to know and understand a little bit more about anyway the recent research i found was that and don't take don't quote me on this because it's just a little bit of research i've done so it's not scientifically proven however um if 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 there's been a frost then apparently that can kill off some of the seeds and the toxins in the seeds that have fallen on the ground. So that could be a bonus because I think most of us had an early frost this year. And the other interesting fact that they're debating at the moment is if the tree isn't infected with the disease, then even if the sycamore seeds drop and they and your horse eats them, they might not actually become infected because the tree isn't infected. Because there are lots of people that are saying that they've had their horses in fields with sycamore trees for years and haven't had a problem. And uh, we're still unsure as to why they haven't had a problem and this could be the answer. So I'm really looking forward to the next round of research that comes out. However, for the meantime, let's play it safe. We don't want to lose our ponies and um, let's not have them in a field with sycamore trees. Please tell me what are your concerns and your worries. Hashtag horse hour at horse hour. And thank you so much for supporting me, horse hour and the horse hour podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Have a great week with your horse and I'll speak to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.